Lord, it's so good to be here. Praise God. I give God all the praise and give him all the thanks. We are celebrating a great day that the Lord has made for us. We are celebrating all the women's in the house of the Lord. And God has blessed us all to be here to hear what thus said the Lord. We're just going to briefly give a small opening, and the opening is to our honor the God that we love. His name is Jesus Christ. And I honor him and give thanks to him for our bishop. I love her, and she's a lady of this house. She's the mother of this house. So we love her and we praise her. I do honor him to be a mother myself. And I am a mother of a lot of family. Church family, home family, <laughs> children, grandmother, great-grandmother, mother, just name it. And, I, and it feels good when somebody say mother. And a lot of times they say elder mother, Joanne Taylor. And it just makes you feel so good because you're being respect, you're giving respect for who you are in the house of the Lord and even outside. So the word mother is very, very beautiful. I'm glad to be here and I do have something from the Lord. I had spoken to our administration about doing a little something for me. And I believe that right after I give this word, then Brother Ezra, I think he knows, but I don't want him to do it right now until afterward. I give the scriptures on this uh, song that I had asked him to pull up because it's part of my message today. Amen. And part of my message is coming from our Decoration, where we decree and we declare every word that God gives us. And if you didn't have one, shame on you. <laughs> because it's a blessing to have this, because it was given to us. And we will be using this today. The first part of it that I will begin with is the one where it says completed. And I talked to the Lord about that word completed. And he came into my spirit and he said, it is finished. It is finished. And I say, well, thank you, Lord. That is something that you're giving me. And I do want to share with God's people. And right after um, we have the scriptures on it's finished, then I have just a little music to come in where the song is saying it is finished and it talks about 2,000 years ago to keep in mind it is finished, it's completed, it's defeated from our Lord Jesus Christ and definitely is established. So briefly, if you have your Bibles with you, because I'm not going to stay up here long. I'm going to move on to let our other beautiful speakers come up and say what well, thus said the Lord. 
If you have your Bible, please go to John chapter 4 at verse uh, 34. And if you have your Bible, say amen. amen. John chapter 4, verse 34, it say, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish the work he sent me for. And this teaches us that when Jesus was here in the earth, God talks to him. They communicate, the Son and the Father. They communicate. And whenever the Son needed, he talks to the Father. And the Father would talk to him. So he let him know in this word that he said that the work that he had given him, you know, was the meat of doing what the Lord had asked him to do. Jesus said unto him, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish the work. So it let us know it has been completed. It has been completed by the word of God. He completed what he said and is in his word and he gave it to us to know that he doesn't have to come back here and he ain't coming back here. He gave us his word and his word is here for us to stand on and to live on. Okay, and then he gave me another scripture. And just hold on just for a few minutes and let me get my paper out. Praise God, I got it rolled down. And when he give us something just like he did he always tells us what to do. Okay, let's go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 36. It says, say John chapter 5, verse 36. It says, But I have greater witness that that of John for the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same work for that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So Jesus came here, and he is saying what his father had given him to do. And everything that he did, he communicated with Father in heaven and let him know that he had done everything that he was asked to do. A lot of times God tells us and asks us to do things we should do too, and we should stay busy doing the work of the Lord. Let us go to John 17 and look at verse 4. And John 17 at verse 4, 
it says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gave me to do. So this is Jesus. He's talking. He's saying to the Father in heaven. He's letting him know that he has done everything that he had been asked to do. And the same with us in the house of the Lord. When we're asked to do something in the house of the Lord, we need to do it. We need to do what we're asked so that we'll be glorified in the presence of God. And he said, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thy gavest me to do. And now, Father, glorify thy me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before in the world <coughs> was. I have manifest by name, by that which thou gave me out of the world, thy that were, were and thy gavest them me that they keep thy word. So he, he came and he, he really ministered while he was here in the earth. And then he let the Lord know everything he told him to do, just like he tells us to do. We're supposed to be obedient. If Jesus was obedient to the Father, we need to be obedient to our ministry, our prophet, because when she asked us something, if she says, sweep the flow, do it, you know. Sweep the flow, clean up, finish. Go back and say, Bishop, um, I, I cleaned up, you know. I washed the dishes, I wiped the chairs off, I did what I have been told. And you want to be glorified by God, do what you're asked or told to do in the house of the Lord while you're here in this earth. And God, Jesus was a very, very anointed son of God. And if he can obey Father in heaven, I know we're supposed to, too. We are definitely supposed to obey him. And then I have one more, and I have Second Timothy uh, 4 and 7. Second Timothy 4 and 7. Okay, just bear with me. I, I've had a full weekend, and uh, God was with me, and he blessed me to get some things done so that I can be here today. Amen. And I also let my bishop know, just in case I didn't make it, she know what took place. She know where I were, and I believe that she was praying for me and with her talking to the Lord for me to be here today, I may hear in the house of the Lord. And I thank God for it. Because the enemy here come in all sorts of ways. He'll try to bring the biggest thing against you to try to stop you from doing the work of the Lord. But he has
has no power. He has no power over the work of God. So hold with me just a minute while I get uh, my scripture for you. Praise God. (laughs) (coughs) Praise God. Okay. Let me come back. Okay, while I'm looking for that one, I think I have my hand right close to on the other one that I have. Um, but that was 2 Timothy 4 and 7. Amen. And right here is where Jesus was talking to the Father. And he was saying, I have fighted a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So what God gave me in that, that when we have work to do, we have to keep the faith. Now this scripture here is read many times when God called his children out of this earth. And a lot of ministers would get up and read that because that person that the Lord has called out of this earth, they used this scripture to say what they have done. They said they had done, you know, I have fighted a good fight and I have finished. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So while we're here, we need to really keep the faith. So when God calls us, then we can say these words, or we can have a ministry to say them for us, that when we are called like this earth, because we're finished, we're finished, we're finished doing what we had to do. Now, the other scripture that I had was Hebrews uh, chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to read the second verse there. And it says, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured at the cross, despite in the shame and it sat down at the right-hand side of the throne of God. So this is Jesus talking, and he's talking, and he's telling it to the Father. And then the word that was given to us come from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He put this in there. I know I needed to spend a little more time, but like I say, I had a lot come up on me, God been with me at the part where he said he, he'll supply all our needs. And he did. He supplied my needs and my needs to be here today. Amen. <laughs> and I really, 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 I really thank him because I, you know, 
you feel kind of down when God give you something and then you just not really doing what he asks us to do. So when you get up, just do your best. You know, do, do what you can. So what I feel today that I am doing the best that the Lord had given me and he was letting me know with the word on our decoration thing where he is saying it's completed, the Lord gave me finish. He said, that's finished, finished. I'm through with it, I'm through with it here in the earth, you know. So he give us this decoration to stand on living, you know, in the complete word. We got to live in the complete word, all of it that the Lord give us. And I thank God how he talked to our bishop and she helped us so much with all our needs in the house of the Lord. Everything that is given to me is not rejected. It is accepted and it is completed in my life what he done at the cross for all of us. Now just briefly, I just want to say a few words to our youth department. I want them to know that God loves them. He is no respectable person, and what he do for one, he'll do it for all. And to the parents, speak the word to your children. Teach the word to them. Bring them into the house of the Lord. And I understand soon that we will be having classes, and they need to be in here because we know that it's so much ugliness, wrong, and everything is going on in this earth. And his parents, if we don't sit down and talk to them, they just go out and anything can happen. We can see. I just sometimes hate to even look at the news with all the killing and the stealing and, you know, and they're talking about building a jailhouse and the youth center is running over so we can help avoid this as Christian parents when we speak about the word of God to our children. Amen. Soon school will be out and it's a lot on every corner. Talk to your babies and here in KSL when you bring them let them know that God give them ears to hear what God is saying to them. It's going to be plenty word, I feel, in my spirit coming forth to help our children, to keep them safe, to let them know they are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And they come into the house of the Lord, they know how to say no to the devil. Amen. No to all them friends on the corner to say no to him because they is out there. Satan don't care who he used. He don't care if you five years old. He out there to try to tell you some wrongdoing. But if you getting taught at home, if you teaching the youth at home, the babies, let them know. Anything that's saying that not right, talk to your children, pray for them. Lift them up in the presence of all, oh God, and anoint them with oil. And the song that I want just a little bit, and we're going to cut it off here <laughs> so somebody else can come on. But 
the Lord gave me this. And the name of it is 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've had a beautiful service thus far. And I want to acknowledge my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to acknowledge our beautiful bishop and pastor, Angelita Carmichael, and all of God's children. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. So I have been um, asked to come in and give an encouraging word. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so when I sought God, I've been asked to give an encouraging word to the single Christian mothers. Um, so when I sought God about it, he gave me the title, It's Available. So we're going to continue to come from our declaration and just basically show how that applies to the single mother's lifestyle and how we can see it manifesting in our lives every day. So we continue to confess that over our lives. I hope everybody has a declaration card and you're saying it every day and continue to trust and believe that God is faithful. But as single mothers, we tend to have an extremely challenging lifestyle at times, and I can attest to that because I have much experience in that. But God has been faithful in my life. Um, you know, we have to be the chauffeurs. We have to be the teachers. We have to be the cooks. We have to be basically everything in the home. Um, but God is saying that anything that you need is available today. He, want, he wanted me to ask you, what is it that you need? Do you need hope, strength, encouragement, peace, healing, to be restored, financial breakthroughs, a mate, wisdom, what is it that you need? Because everything that you need is in Christ. And I love how God makes it so easy to gain access to what's in this declaration. All you have to do is submit to him. And it's in that submission that, we, that take place at salvation that causes us to gain access to that completed work, to the defeation of the devil, to that establishment of everything that we need in our lives manifesting. Let's look at the word submit. What does that mean? You know, most people don't like the word submit. And I don't know why we fixate our minds on these particular words. And it's almost like anything that causes us to have to be obedient, we don't like it. Anything that causes us to have to give up the reins that we hold, the control that we hold, we don't want that. We don't like that. But submission basically means to yield to governance or authority, to subject to a condition, treatment, or operation. So basically, when you submit to God, you come up underneath everything that he has. Amen. It's really a benefit. It's not anything being taken away from you, but it's things that you are gaining. So let's see. The first part of our declaration is talking about his completed work. God's redemption and salvation completed in our lives. I love the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. If you have your Bibles, go with me there. Right. 
When you have it, say amen. amen. All right. I need to have it first myself, right? <laughs> okay, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The word expected shows us that this was already something that was planned. He already uh, preordained it. So that lets us know that it's already completed. There's nothing that he has to do. We just have to walk in it. So that's telling us, you know, his redemptive power, his salvation that we have access to has already pre-planned this life for us that he thinks about. So, you know, a lot of times I'm praying and I ask God, you know, Lord, let your thoughts that you think towards me be made manifest in my life. So we as single mothers need to begin to ask God that we need to have a prayer life. Because if you don't have that prayer life, you know, you're going through unnecessary trials, unnecessary pain. You know, it's not that we don't go through anything. It's not that trials don't come. That comes for everybody. I don't care who you are. We're not exempt because like Bishop teaches us, we live in this fallen world. But we don't go through like the world. As a single mother, we have God's grace to help us, to, to work situations out for us, to be able to give us rest when we need it. Let's see here. All right. So, you know, God's thoughts towards us are good and not evil. The enemy's thoughts towards us are continually evil. He's always wanting to do us bad because what the word says, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So it's nothing that he wants to offer us but defeat. But the word says and our declaration says that he's already been defeated. Single Christian mothers need healing. We need encouragement, compassion, help, rest for our souls and our bodies. Whatever led us to this status of being a single mother, God says he wants to restore us. This is the scripture that I came across years and years ago, and it really allowed me to break before the Lord and allow him to begin to restore me as a woman, as a mother. And it's in Isaiah 54 and 6. Let's go there. All right, Isaiah 54 and 6 says, for the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth, when thou was refused, saith God. So at some point, you know, we either went through a divorce, we either had a relationship that didn't work, some people are widowers. So, you know, that feeling the enemy comes towards you with is that feeling of abandonment, that feeling of loneliness, that rejection, all those things that come against your mind. But God says right here, he called us back to himself. He already sees what we're going through. He already knows that we feel this way. So this completed work, this redemption and salvation included in that is restoration from these feelings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As a single mother, we have brokenness there. 
and God heal me and is ready and available to heal every single woman that is hurting. But you have to let them. Sometimes we tend to hold on to what we're familiar to, even if it's not good for us. Because we become so used to hurting, so used to being feeling defeated, so used to allowing others to abuse us that we don't know how to let God heal us. Amen. So that, that's going to be broken when you come before his presence. He'll teach you how to begin to unveil that hurt. He'll be gentle enough with you where you can let him have it. And you'll slowly begin to see it lift. And the way God works for me in my life, I've always seen him work. You don't necessarily see the act of it. You just know that that used to feel that way, but now I don't feel that way no more. <laughs> He's just amazing like that. All righty. We have to manage our homes and our children with no tangible help there. Tangible means something that you can actually touch. You know, we don't have the man in the house to do the yard to fix stuff when it's broken and you know at times I find myself just the smallest little thing just want to throw my hands up it ain't even nothing major but just because I'm feeling so overwhelmed a screw came out the mailbox and I'm about to have a, a meltdown <laughs> but God you know he's there for those times like that you call on him and he'll bring back in that peace and let you calm down it's not that serious and, and then allow you to know what to do about it. He'll send people your way, you know, to help you with the things that you need. He'll begin to bring balance to that home because he is a father. Let's see. All right. God says we are not alone. He is always with us to be that help. He becomes the head of our household and the father of our children. Let's go to Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 7. Amen. All right, and it reads, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior, I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men thee, for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Thank you, Lord. So that shows us that God has covenanted with us. We belong to him. Amen. So it's letting us know no matter what we go through, he's going to be with us. And it shows you, he says, that though you walk through water, it's not going to overflow you. That's just letting us know we're not going to go through like the world go through. He's caused a hedge of protection to be around us. 
through what he did at Calvary, through his son Jesus. So that's that completed redemption and salvation work. Let's look at another example in Psalm 68 and 5. All right, Psalm 68 and 5 says, A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. So he's going to be a father to us and a father to our children. A father protects, a father provides. So we as single mothers, we don't lack anything because he's already made provision in this completed work for these things. Okay, God will provide comfort by his Holy Spirit. He provides protection. He brings balance to something that's out of balance. Now we're going to look at the powers of darkness and the devil defeated. Let's go to 1 John 3 and 8. All right, and he reads, He that hath committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So this shows us right here that God has already came. He sent his son Jesus to destroy the works of the devil. So that lets you know that the devil, the devil is defeated. Spirits of darkness are defeated in our lives. It also is for our children as well. As single mothers, you know, it tends to disrupt our children's lives. You know, our, the household is not in order like it should be. It's not the uh, depiction of what God had originally planned. So us as mothers, we worry about how to fix our children. I know I do. You know, that's why I continue to pray God's word over them. You know, that's why it's important for us as mothers to bring our children to the house of the Lord. It's important for us to exhibit this godly lifestyle before them to give them any chance of not becoming a statistic. Because how many of y'all know in God, we don't, we don't become a statistic. Everything that the world says is enmity against God. So that don't apply to us. So we're going to look at Acts 2.39. This is showing how basically this uh, defeated devil and powers of darkness, how it will cut generational curses in our lives and in our children's lives. And that's Acts 2.39. All right, and it says, Acts 2.39, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. 
So we thank God that it's not just for us that as we begin to come in, we can take a stand for our family and our bloodline. We can say that it, it won't go past us. Our children won't have to deal with the things that we dealt with. The enemy won't be able to come and try our children the way he tried us, you know, because they'll know better. We'll be to taught them as parents that, okay, this is what the enemy going to try. This is what you're dealing with. So teach them how to pray. Teach them how to take a stand, you know, so that as years go on, the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. That don't mean that they won't stray, but if you put that foundation in them, they'll always come back to what they've been taught and what they know and what they know works in their lives. And as we live it before them as well, they're not crazy. They know when they really get their backs up against the wall, they calling somebody that know the word. Amen. All right. In this completed work, God also offers shielding from depression and fear. Let's go to 1 John 4 and 18. As a single mother, sometimes that spirit of depression want to come on you because you're feeling isolated, you're feeling alone, you're feeling the heavy weight of everything on your shoulders because you feel like because we are human and a lot of times we lose sight of visualizing things from the spirit standpoint and we visualizing them in the natural and in the flesh. And, of course, yeah, it's true. I'm here by myself and I got to figure all this out by myself. But God says in his word that you don't have to be depressed about that because he's already taken care of it. You don't have to fear because he's already there to take care of all the fear that you may feel. You just have to give it to him. So in 1 John 4 and 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love, but in Christ. That is the perfect love. The love that he had for us is perfect love. And as you allow him to love on us, it'll begin to absorb all the fear. All right. We also, under this part of the completed work of the powers of darkness and the devil defeated, it helps us to avoid sin that can bind us. So let's look at 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. All right, and it says, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. So he's promised to keep us from the evil. And the word also says that, you know, he came not to take us out of the world, but that he would keep us from the evil. So we have a shielding from evil works. We don't have to be bound by sin. We can choose to allow God to lead us and guide us so we will avoid those things of the enemy. You know, we've been taught in his word and Bishop teaches us in the ministry, you know, the things that are out of order with God. You know, and if we're struggling with things, he's available to help. So all these things he said is available. Everything that's in that word is available to you. Whatever you're dealing with, you don't have to sit there and suffer by yourself. You don't have to sit there and continue to tolerate the devil. 
God has already given us tools and weapons to use. You just have to learn your weapons. You have to learn what works for what. And that comes with practice. So if you don't never pick up the word, you don't never read the word, you know, it's like having a million dollar check just sitting on your dresser. If you don't never take it to the bank and cash it, you can't use none of it. It's worthless as the paper that it's printed on. So, you know, why forfeit what God sent his son to die for you to have? As single mothers, I don't want to have to not have a way out. I don't want to have to not have a solution and have to sit there and be depressed and, you know, continue to get worse and worse. I know that God told me, I got you a way out. If, if you just stay in alignment with my word, because think about riding in a car that's out of alignment. That's a rough ride. But when you take it to the shop and, you, and it comes back into alignment, it's just as smooth. That's how it is with God. When you stay out of alignment with his word, your life's going to be rough. You're going to veer off to the left, veer off on the side of the road. You're going to have a, a hard time. But if you would just be obedient, just submit to him and say, Lord, I let it go. I let you have it. Whatever you say, I'm going to do it. And when you get to that place, you begin to see, okay, this didn't happen when it could have. This situation, it, it, it was for my good. Even the bad stuff worked out for me. Amen. And outside of Christ, that don't happen. Nope. Hallelujah. God is so good. Let's go to Matthew 19 and 26. We're still looking at how the powers of darkness and the devil are defeated. Amen. All right, so Matthew 19, 26 says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. By yourself, you're not going to be able to overcome depression. By yourself, you're not going to be able to overcome the sin that tries to tempt you. But with God, all things are possible. He's already told us if we lean on him, He'll give us a way of escape. He'll strengthen us in those areas where we can refuse it. So we got to continue to press into him and allow him to begin to grow us up and mature us in these areas so that his word can be manifested so that he can be glorified. All righty. Okay, in the last part of our declaration Jesus Christ's ability to supply all of our needs established. That's awesome because a single mother, sometimes you have financial issues. You know, one, one income household and everything is going up. So then you're concerned about how I'm going to pay this bill, how I'm going to pay that bill. But God already put provision in it for that as well. All right, let's go to Philippians 4 and 6. And you have it, say amen. amen. 
Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If we have a request, we can tell God about it. That's why you need a prayer life. I know as mothers, I struggle with time because it feels like even though I may be off work, I'm still running. So between having to work, see about the kids, all of the things that they got lined up for you to do for them, <laughs> keeping your house clean, cooking dinner, you got to fight to find time to get in the word. Because the enemy ain't going to give you no time. He going to make your life so busy that you ain't going to have time unless you be intentional about it. So it's going to be some sacrifice. You're going to have to either get up early, stay up late, figure out some type of way to get before God, to pour out these things that are on your heart, to begin to tell him what you need. You know, he knows what we have need of, but he wants that relationship. And as a single mother, having that relationship with Christ is essential. We, we can't make it without it. I've just found it for myself. I, I sit back and look at what my life could have been, the alternative, if he wouldn't have saved me when he did. Amen. And I can honestly stand up here and say every year I can look back over the previous year and see how far he's brought me. Amen. He's taken me from glory to glory. I mean, I don't even think about finances anymore because I know that he got it. Amen. You know, and that to me is just, that's half the, the things that we worry about is money, you know, because we tend to worry about this earthly stuff so much because we're so trained to be so in tune with it. But, you know, as a single parent, you know, God, uh, if he have to touch somebody's heart, if he have to make overtime available on the job, if he have to tell you, okay, get the training for this where your earning potential will be enough where it's like two people bringing in, he'll do whatever. He got to do to make sure we have what we need and that our children are taken care of and I'm a living witness of that. I haven't lacked anything. Let's look at Romans 8, 31 and 32. All right, Romans 8, 31 and 32 reads, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So what does that leave out? Nothing. Nothing. So like he said, and he gave him his tie, it's available. What is it that you need? What is it that you desire? He didn't exclude anything. The only thing that's excluded is the things that you don't need anyway. That would destroy you anyway. So, I mean, you're not missing anything. The things that we desire, that's our flesh desiring those things. But it's only for a season. It don't profit you anything. Everything, well, we confess at the end of every service, John 6 and 63, it's the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. Y'all know it. <laughs> so.
So he said it's, it's in his spirit that's going to profit you. Ain't no profit in the flesh. But it's like, okay, we hear that and we think that, but we try to fool ourselves like, okay, just for me, God going to let me be in my flesh. That ain't, that ain't how it's going to work. Try it and see. Boy, you've been trying and then we already see. You ain't getting nowhere. So I don't want to go in circles. I want to continue to progress. There's some things that I want from God. So I'm willing to do what it takes to get those things. We do it for these jobs. We do it for all kind of things. But why we want to do it for God? And he making it easy for us. All we got to do is obey. All we got to spend some time. All right, let's look at Ephesians 3 and 20. All right, Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Okay, what, who, who got the power? Because we don't, we don't have none unless God be in us. He say according to the power that worketh in us. That means as he's working in us. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above anything we could ask or think. So that's the kind of breakthrough I'm looking for. You know, that he can give me things I can't even imagine. I mean, all these good things that are included in this declaration, we, we need to meditate on them and ask God to make us desire these things. To take away our desire for the flesh, the world. Because I don't know why we tend to desire that more than we desire this. I guess it's because we actually got to spend some time and read and, you know, it's born to some folks. And, you know, but Pastor then told us we need to ask God to give us a love for his word. He'll even do that. All right, let's see. All right, so in the things of him establishing, we see that he got the ability through Christ Jesus to establish everything that we need to supply all of our needs. And, okay. Hot topic alert. You know, everybody, every single female want to talk about a mate. So, it's okay to desire a mate. But God is a God of order. So, you know, God has taught me just in spending time with him and in this single life of mine that it's a prerequisite to have a relationship with him first before you can have a relationship, a successful one with a spouse because in that relationship with Christ he's going to be the one to teach you how to submit he's going to be the one to teach you how to be kind he's going to be the one to teach you your worth because he's so good to you you know how to refuse what's not good so we have to um the bible even tells us our position as a single woman let's go to first corinthians seven thirty-four. All right. 
right. First Corinthians seven thirty four says there is difference also between wife and virgin. The unmarried woman care for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married care for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. So Bishop says a lot of times, us single women, we ought to be thankful and embracing this single season because we got plenty of time to get before the Lord, and we're supposed to be seeking how to please God. Amen. The married woman seeking how to please her husband, but right now we have that opportunity to get everything we need to get from God so we can be successful in that marriage when he blesses us with it. So... You know, of course you get lonely at times. Of course you get impatient. But God don't do relationship like the world do it. The world, you know, got women running behind men on dating sites. The women kneeling and ask, proposing to the men. It's just all out of order. But the words say, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And that what makes you that wife is that you submitted to Christ. You don't become a wife because you marry a man. You become a wife because you're the bride of Christ. So when he finds you, you are already a wife. You are already conditioned. You are already in a mindset to be able to be successful. You are already in the mindset to be that help me. But if you don't be intimate with Christ first, then you're not going to be ready. So then you won't be able to stand in that marriage when tough times comes. You won't be able to, to do any of that. You'll be weak in that area. You won't have the knowledge. And then you got to take a crash course. And be screaming out to God, you know, what I'm going to do. And then you're ready for the divorce court. Because you didn't prepare. So. <laughs> so we need to get in line with God. He wants to give us these things. They are available. But we need to do them the way he say do them. So all my single women in here, I need for you to get some time. Schedule your prayer life. Schedule your reading time because you need it. You need it to be able to be that mother and example in your children's lives. You need it to be able to prepare for that time when God blesses you with the spouse. You want to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Amen. So, and he'll find you. He's going to find you doing the work of God. He's going to find you doing what you need to do. Of course, you get out and you mingle and you do things, but we are not to be running behind men. We are not to be going up. We then took the role as the man. We asking them for their phone number. That, that's too much. We don't have to do all that. As, as daughters of Christ, he know how to cause that man to find us. So I just want to continue to encourage every single mother that God sees you. He hears your prayers. He wants to bless you. He wants to continue to provide for you and your children. And he is ready and available to do so. God bless you. My bishop and spiritual mother, happy Mother's Day. And to all God's children, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Who has been a minute, y'all. But I choose to decrease that God may increase. Okay, we're going to start off again with our theme, 2023, the year of living in the completed work of Jesus Christ. This is what God gave me, okay? So we're going to read it once again. 2023, the year of living, living in the completed work of Jesus Christ, his redemption and salvation completed. The powers of darkness and the devil defeated. 
the Lord Jesus Christ's power to supply all of my needs established. In 2023, it's completed, defeated, and established in my life, my home, my church, and my children's lives. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is what God told me for mothers who are married. It could apply to the single mother. It could apply to our mamas who have children that are grown, 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 but they still a mama. If you a mother, you a mother. Okay, so this really for every mother. Okay, this is what he told me. He said, it's time for us to line up with the Lord. Time to get into agreement. And before we can do anything for our families, we must receive the training. So he gave me Proverbs 22 and 6. If you would go with me. Ooh, I dropped it. Excuse me. Proverbs 22 and 6. Y'all forgive me, I left my glasses. I wear glasses, y'all. <laughs> Amen. It's a very familiar scripture. Lord, I've been ringing this in this church for a minute, for the last month or so. And it says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So he allowed me to break down that scripture. And so he told me to look up train. Train means teach a person particular skill or type of behavior through practice and an instruction over a period of time. Hmm, that means that's everybody. Nobody's excluded. He also had me to look up the word up and it says, toward a high place or position, child, a son or daughter of any age. That leaves nobody out, right? So it says we must first line up. Guess what we first got to line up with in this church? Because when we said yes to KSL Ministries, we said yes to our spiritual mother. Whether you knew it or not, you said yes. When you said came up here, Lord called me to come, that means we got to line up with what's being taught in this house. So it first starts with our spiritual mother. Say hello. <laughs> That's our spiritual mother. I don't care what age we are. Amen. So we need to show respect. Amen. This is the vision that God gave Keith Successful Living. To educate through the preached gospel a message that will cause souls to be one for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The message that Jesus Christ has already prepaid with his life through the shedding of his blood at the cross, a position for them in this life and the one to come. The position, a son or daughter of God, the highest position heaven has to offer. The mission of the church, to receive the message, live in the message, and carry the message to other souls to let them know that God has prepared and prepaid for them a position of honor. Your mission is to go out and compel them to come in to the ministry, a place of covering for them until Jesus Christ returns to set up our eternal covering, his kingdom. So before we can even do this, we got to go to that. He said we got to go all the way back because it all lines up. 
And if we ain't got that, we definitely don't have this. So we can't jump nothing. This is what God has told me. That's what we got to do. Mothers, we got some work to do. Mothers, I don't know, y'all. Give me a minute, y'all, because I had some thoughts about this. I said, wait a minute. I said, you know, I thought when my, my children, the ones I gave birth to, because I got other children, but the ones I gave birth to, I thought when they were grown, whoo, I'm free. Guess what? Nope. Ooh, Jesus. We got one say, Mom, I want a wife. Okay, you got a wife. I, I'm bringing her to you so you can check her. I was like, mm-hmm. She good. And God is good. She's good. Then I got some other ones that got some prospects of some that's praying through and holding on for their life. They want to be the wife. I'm like, I'm praying for you. But, oh. Uh, and I got some grandchildren. I said, Lord. You see the look on this face, right? And that's how I look at him. You belong to you, my grandbaby. And he say, hey, grandma, grandma. Why I got to get the name grandma? Everybody else get Gigi and all the cute names. I'm, hey, grandmama. But I've learned to embrace it. I've learned to know that because I'm still young, I got the strength to love them, to help the mamas, to teach them. And I thank God for what Minister Wallace said today about bonding. Because guess what? Grandmamas, you got to bond too. I've had only, let's see, I got eight grandchildren. Y'all got eight of them. Anyway, just was blessed with an eighth one, nine pounds, one ounce. God is good. But um, except for the COVID babies and the new baby because of other issues, my other, other ones, I was there when they were born. I wanted to bond with them. I wanted them to know I'm your grandmama. When you don't have your mama, you got me. So it's important, grandmamas, if you got some grandchildren, Bond with them. They need you. Especially the ones in this house, because we get a good word. They need you. Okay? Because sometimes the mama's going to come to us for advice. They're going to come to us for things that they don't know what to do with. And guess what? Sometimes we don't know what to do with it either. (laughs) But I thank God that we have mothers in this house, sisters in this house, that we have help. So it's time to line up so we can help each other. It got to be a unity. It got to be. So all the little mess we got going, suck it up, let it go, kick it out the door. It ain't doing messing us up. We need each other. I need you. You need me. I need you. Everybody, I need you. I'm not going to lie. Even if we fall out, guess what? I don't care. I'm going to fight with you. I don't care. I'm one of them. Who know it? Who know it? That I fight with you and don't care. Who know it? Okay. And tell you, okay, we fought a few minutes ago. I don't care. I won't talk to you. Stay mad. Be mad tomorrow. But talk to me today. 
foot. I need you. Okay. Before I go any further, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to Minister Shella Lett. No, she did not physically give birth. But, yes, she did have a hand in raising me. Taught me how to cook, clean, had my little hand, had me in them pots and pans at the age of three making cakes. Brother Israel, tell the Lord thank you. Thank you. Minister Donna, thank you. My sisters are older than me. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. They are older than me, but they took me by my hand. And they did things, took me places, did things with me, did things for me, protected me, watched over me. I love you. Thank you. We just lost our mother. She was the matriarch. She was a strong woman. Jesus. Woo! Didn't I play? Thank you, Lord. We miss her. But I thank God that he left help. He left help. I need you. Titus chapter 2. I ain't ashamed to tell you I did you. If I'm acting crazy, tell me. I may not receive it right then, but I think about it. I do. I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes I don't want to hear what you got to say. I want to feel crazy right then. But I think about it. Oh, and Minister Denise, thank you. You didn't have to share is and Chris. <laughs> thank you. I love them. And I thank Madison's mother as well. Because they could have fought me tooth and nail. And guess what? They had a fight too because I'm going to fight you. Because I'm their mama too. Titus 2, verse 2. Titus 2, verses 4 through 6. Bear with me, you guys. And it reads, That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. We got work to do. Amen. Those who are married and we know what to do, if we see something going on, if we can't come to them right then, God will give us a way, even if it's in prayer, that we got to teach the younger. And if somebody younger come to you, don't throw them away. Amen. Don't discard them. Love on them. Be patient. Psalms chapter, ooh, did I write that down right? We're going to move on because I don't think I wrote that down right. I do apologize. Galatians 6 and 9. Y'all excuse me, I ain't got my glasses. Okay, and let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's not get tired. We can't get tired. If we need strength, God will strengthen us. He tells us he'll quicken us. All we got to do is ask. There's been times I had to ask him, Lord, quicken down me. 
quicken that my quicken my mind, quicken my heart. Help me with this situation because I don't know what to do with it. Flesh trying to act up and I need you to show me the right way. And sometimes it takes time. Some things can be a tug of war because it's a flesh thing and it's a spirit thing. So we already know flesh is at enmity with the spirit. So, but guess what? Don't stop tugging. Don't fight. But it's just a way God to give us a wisdom to kind of get in the middle and, and do what God allow us to do so things can line up. So let's walk and be patient. Let's walk in patience. Let patience have a perfect work. That would be my prayer a lot. I ask God, allow patience to have her perfect work in me because I need it. We're going to do Galatians chapter 5. We're going to talk about two different things. In Galatians chapter 5, we're going to talk about the works of the flesh. And then we're going to go in and talk about the fruits of the spirit because we need both. We need to know, recognize both of them. In order to be able to fight a good fight of faith, we got to recognize what we're fighting. And then with the fruits of the spirit, in order to operate in them, we got to know what they are. So Galatians chapter 5. 19, starting at verse 19 through 21. And it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? Love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. If you want love, joy, and peace, don't do these things. We can tell if we don't know if we're doing those things. And then we end up, the love ain't there, the joy ain't there, the peace ain't there. Something wrong. So we need to go back. What's wrong? So in order for us to do that, though, we got to know what these are. If you don't know exactly what each one of them are, take time and look them up. I did. Some of this stuff is some terrible things. Okay, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. We have no limit to do these things. No limit. But guess what? We got to allow him to break us down. And fill us up with him so we can do them. We all got areas. I got areas. He going to work on us. We already said you got to get training. So receive the training. When Bishop come to you and say it's you, it's you. <laughs> Quizzing, she ain't talking to me. I'm, I don't know who she's talking to. She's over here talking to me. She talking to you. <laughs> and she going to keep on talking to you till the Lord say stop. But guess what? You want her to talk to you and not for the Lord to say stop. Amen. You don't want that. That means he's going to leave you in your state. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing, okay? Okay, I got two more things. We got Psalms 1. If y'all would, go to Psalms 1 with me. Everybody okay? Amen. Am I making sense? Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do Psalms 1, verses 1 and 2. Everybody got it? Amen. And it reads, 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but in his law is, wait a minute, excuse me, but, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth he meditate day and night. Okay? We're going to stop there. I like to read the whole thing. Me, I'm one of those I will read this. That was, this was, I would choose a scripture usually for the year. And at one year, that was my scripture. So, but the thing is, what it's saying is, don't listen to wicked counsel. If somebody is talking to you and you know that mess ain't right, I don't care if they is married, don't listen to them. They're going to mess you up. If you single and somebody telling you something you ain't got no business doing, you better run for your life, smile, okay, and rebuke that in the name of Jesus and go. Okay? Don't do it. We get good word in here. We get taught. We have wonderful people that we can go to if we need some help who will not say anything. And that's the other thing. Shut up. If somebody confide in you, shut up. I've been guilty of saying the wrong thing. And anybody I ever offended, I am so sorry. Please forgive me of my wrong. I'm straightening myself. I'm allowing God to do that for me. Okay? So, shut up. I'm talking to me too. Shut up. We got to pray for each other. If God put a person on our heart, I don't care if you're mad at him. He put him on your heart for a reason. Pray. Probably to break something in you. Get on your knees and pray. And guess what? He's going to keep on doing this. Especially if you're saying, Lord, deliver me, help me, take me away, take it away, Jesus, take it away, Jesus. And he said, doing this. I don't want to do that. Well, what you want? He got a way that's higher than ours. Train up a child. And the last one, which is very familiar, Proverbs 31. We're going to talk about the virtuous woman. We're going to read. Oh, Lord, I'm going to try to read it. I'm going to see. Thank you, Jesus. And it reads, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son, and what the son of my wound, and what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Is it not for kings, O Lemuel? It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. How many are kings, queens, and princesses and princes up in here? Amen. Okay. Okay, you said amen. Remember that. All right. Lest I drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Open thy mouth, excuse me, open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause. And of all such is are appointed to in destruction. Open thy mouth 
judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who? Wait a minute, let's stop there. Because it's a twofold. He told God, told me this thing, we read it, we keep on going through, but it's a twofold thing. It's a mama, she teaching her son Amen. what to do, how to look, how to walk as a king, how to be a prince, how to be of that godly stature, what you supposed to be doing. Mothers, we can't teach our sons if we don't know. Amen. So guess what? It goes back to this. We got to be teachable. So if we hadn't been, we need to repent. Come get in our places, be on time, and be teachable. Okay. Now, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doeth safely trust in her so that she shall have no need of spoil. That means she don't want nobody else, okay? We better check ourselves. She will do, not, do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She, excuse me, she is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planted it, excuse me, she planted the vineyard. She girded her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. Poor and needy don't always mean money, y'all. Right. We, we, we got some people we can see that they going through something, and we won't say nothing. They might just need a hug. Lord telling us to hug. And we won't even hug. We'll pass them by. We, we shouldn't do that. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. That's the blood of Jesus. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Y'all, she can dress. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Now, for him to be sitting among the elders and her to be known, her husband to be known in the gates, there's some good stuff going on in that house. Because everybody ain't going to sit there and everybody ain't going to know you unless there's some good things being spoken of you. Amen. She maketh fine linen and settleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. She's a businesswoman. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. We will so want immediate gratification, we don't want to wait on nothing. Some things we're going to have to wait on. We got to do the work. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to wrath. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She ain't lazy. Her children will rise up and call her blessed. Hmm, children had to see something for them to do that. 
and her husband also, and he praises her. We got to work, women, because you know men ain't easy to praise you. They be watching. They be, mm. ain't that right, Brother Israel? <laughs> Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou exceedest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of her fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Sowing and reaping. We're going to reap what we sow. If you sow good, you're going to reap good. This woman was fearless. She was a hard worker. She stood in the gap. She was a teacher. She had a prayer life. She was strong. She was fearless. She had a lot going on, and, but she couldn't do it all without God. And she kept it together. She had to hold this and hold that and pull here and pull that, know what to let go of, know what to pick up. All that going to take God. All that going to take teaching. Spiritual mother do this. God gave us a good mother. Come on in. Be blessed to the Lord.